to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 228, The Rescue. My name is John, and joining me every time my vacation after a month is over is my good friend Taylor. Taylor, hello. hello. Welcome back. Thank you, sir. It's, it is, uh, it's, it's good to be back, but it's, it's still nonstop. Yeah, dude. I, I, Seb and I were talking about this on All Night, uh, and June has just been kind of a crazy month. June has been absolutely insane. Mercury was in retrograde, so that's oh, yep, makes all sorts sense. Of makes sense now. All sorts, yep. Yes, it's um, it's it's good to be back. Um, we um, we had some family business to take care of, so when we were scheduled to record, um, I had to push it because I think I had I either left. I don't know. There's a guys. I'll be honest with you. I, we're almost done with June. I don't remember most of it, and it feels like June just started yesterday. Uh, just a lot going on over here. Um, but I'm glad Taylor that you could you could record our last episode. I yeah. haven't gotten a chance to listen to it yet because Ooh, I want I okay. want to listen to the audio yet, which I still have not had time to listen to which was gotcha. one of which was one of the problems with recording well yeah definitely listen to our review of it after you've listened to it because i i think if you listen to it the other way around it may color your uh your experience yeah i just i want to say the least yeah i'm just glad you could find somebody to fill in uh yes. shout out shout out to mike for that Absolutely. yeah definitely i i would love when we do um Dalek invasion of Earth 2150 AD. I would love to have him back on. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. Because he really digs uh, Peter Cushing. Actually does a great Peter Cushing impression. He can confirm. I have heard it. Yes. Yep. Yep. So I'm like, we should do that. Absolutely. You know, as it is, I want to have more more friends and a greater variety of voices because I really liked our review of Ravagers from that point of view. You know, yeah, we, 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 got, we got input that we I don't think you or I would have come up with on our own. Absolutely. And we, you know, we have a lot of a lot of cool friends that like Doctor Who. So we should, um, uh, which reminds me, I need to get back to new to who and figure out when I'm going to appear on their next one. (laughs) As I said, a lot's going on over here. If you notice, uh, I don't want to say a dip in my audio quality, but I'll just say it anyway. Uh, I'm currently in our living room. I am not in Pincroft Loft because one of the things that is going on right now is our little pup Camilla got spayed over the weekend and we have to keep her and Henson separated for at least, uh, I think they said 10 to 14 days, but that that might be a little on the safe side. We're on day what? Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, three, four. So yeah, it's um, it's it's been like I said, nonstop. And honestly, as soon as she's healed, we're uh, like a week or two later, we go back east for our scheduled trip. Yeah, that's right. Because we've got a vacation coming up in July as well. So this this will be an interesting month to schedule. Yes, I just uh, I just hope uh, Camilla heals up faster. So then. I can, you know, reclaim the studio. (laughs) (laughs) 
and then every we can get the soundboard back. Yes, and everything will hopefully be a lot, a lot more normal. Um, but yeah, um, Taylor, how are you? I'm I'm doing all right. Uh, June June was also kind of busy for us as well. Um, I guess uh, no, you probably heard. I helped my mom buy herself a a '67 bug. I I may have seen that floating around. Actually, you know what? I do recall seeing that, and that is awesome. Yeah very excited uh and very happy for her she's very happy um it's just now let's let's find some time to get over there and do just a little bit of tinkering on it there's a couple things that need adjustment uh and and dialing in but it's a really solid car i think she made a really good purchase very cool um yeah very happy about that but other than that i mean we've got we've got the dishes done um we've got three-fifths of the family all on summer (laughs) break right now oh yeah um so there's all of that going on and of course i'm still working from home for the time being yes and yeah things things are just kind of trucking along in that sense i really i'm i'm looking about three weeks out right now and i've got we're doing a family vacation over to the coast and then we have like um a full like day and a half back here and then uh amber parent and i are headed down to Southern California to um, uh, visit some of her extended family down there. So, when is that trip? Did we talk uh, about this? Which which one? The the Southern California one? Yes. I don't know that we're going all the way down into L.A. Well, I mean, worth, but we'll that, t- we can talk off air about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk off after the episode uh, is done. Um, but yeah, things things are just moving right along there's lots to do my gosh the kids have gotten their bedrooms redone oh kobe well they're turning 10 this year ash is already 10 and apparently november uh i know (laughs) what and so obviously with amber back in the classroom our Mm. our extra bedroom on that side of the house um, Kobe is now moving basically all of his office and his 3D printers and everything over there. And then where I am right now, <laughs> good Lord, we're g- we're going to get rid of like the like used office furniture desks okay. that we have in here. Yes. I'm, I'm going to get a new desk mm-hmm. for my stuff. And then pretty much the rest of this room is kind of kind of become like a little bit of a home gym. Oh, nice. Of sorts. Yeah. So, so much going on around the house. Yeah. Sounds like it. So much going on around the house. But John, I tell you what, it's been a couple of fortnights, but what's (sighs) making me happy this fortnight? I've literally thought about answering this question uh, for (laughs) for the better part of two days. I'm really trying very hard to think of something. Uh, that is making me happy currently because everything is just so chaotic around here right now. Um, I will just say I'm happy that we, Lauren and I are under the same roof right now, be it in separate rooms, but yeah, it just seems a little, um, you, and you know what? One thing I am actually happy about that um, that is making me happy is I think I can't remember if we I, I had talked about this, but my parents uh, for Lauren and I's birthday they bought us um, a brand new bed. Yes. Had we talked about this? Uh, yeah, I do remember you talking about that. Oof. So um, yeah, it finally came in one of the weeks that she was she was gone. 
Um, and it's great. I love it. <laughs> so awesome. I mean, that to me is is what's making me happy right now. But um, yeah, I'm just I'm just glad we're all in the same in the same house again. I just believe a lot, it. it's a lot going on. Yeah, and when when stuff's going on and you got to be away from your your significant other for a while that's always tough yeah man and i'll tell you it was when i had to fly back east it was very i could not believe how hard it was to leave the dogs yeah oh i'm sure it was very hard but we found a really good sitter um she took very good care of them and we're fingers crossed hoping she can stay for the uh i think it's 15 days we are gone wow yeah so wow yeah lot going on yeah Taylor, what about you what's making you happy this fortnight well i tell you um you know what uh in in a, in a word i mean i've got two things that's definitely making me happy right now in a word loki oh great show oh my gosh great there show. are it is a fantastic show there are some very doctor who vibes that come off it at times oh yeah absolutely um and i feel like every time i watch an episode i exclaim out loud i'm like tom hiddleston needs to play the the doctor at least at some point that'd be fun i'd be fun fine with that i would be completely on i mean when when rachel talalay herself the amazing director is on twitter going yeah this last episode had some serious doctor who vibes like that's yeah. that's saying something oh you yeah know? absolutely but um yeah i'm really enjoying that i'm not a big superhero fan so i'm like there's a lot of the Marvel films that I just haven't seen, mm. um, but I've always liked Loki as a character. As soon as I saw the whole like concept behind this show, I was like, okay, I've got to, I've got to at least give this a try. Yeah, it's, and I, it's and I've very been well done. Hooked. I've been just hooked. Oh yeah, I love it. Um, and the other thing that is making me happy is that. Um, uh, my wife came to me a few weeks ago now and was like, Hey, do you want to watch the show called Shit's Creek? Oh my God. You haven't, you've just started it. We are just into the beginning of the second season. Now, Taylor, which is episodes. what a great season. show. Oh my God. It's such a great show. It's and so I, good. And I, I obviously I knew of it. It was on my radar for, I, cause I know you watched it. I know like Dan and Hibba have watched it. So mm-hmm. I, I know, I know of it. It's kind of been like in my periphery. Um, so when she said, hey, do you want to watch it? I was like, absolutely. I have heard nothing but good things yeah. about this show. And you know, it's funny. Now that you're mentioning TV shows, I will also say we binge watched uh, Ted Lasso two weeks ago oh, or a week uh-huh. ago. That show is so pure and good. <laughs> that, that's uh, Apple TV, right? Yes, it's yeah. very, it's very very well done. I would also recommend that. But oh, I'm so glad you're watching Shit's Creek. Yeah. Just love it so much. An amazing show. I think they they um, you know, they ended on their own terms and I think they, mm-hmm. you know, did a great job, but you'll get there. Yeah, and it was funny cuz when when Seven and I recorded last weekend, I had a moment while we were recording where I went cuz I always keep kind of like one one headphone off just so I could hear what's happening in the house. And I was mm. like, God, why does it sound like, why does it sound like Amber's watching Shit's Creek without me? Um, and yeah, sure enough, she did. She watched four episodes. And so I spent part of Sunday being like, okay, well, I'm going to sit here <laughs> in front of my phone and catch up. Now I will watch four episodes. <laughs> yes. Well, not, not four episodes ahead, just right. let's catch up so we can sit down and watch together again. Yes, 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 <clears throat> absolutely. 
All yeah. right. Well, Taylor, um, we got we got a quite quite a bit of who news here, and we're we're starting off with uh, with the zinger here. Oh yeah, absolutely. Hang on to your butts, folks, because Joe Martin—that's right, the fugitive doctor herself—is coming to Gallifrey One Twenty Twenty Two. Wow, pulling out all the stops, man! Cannot wait. I was excited with who they'd announced already: Sasha Dewan, Seventh Doctor, and Sophie Aldred again. I mean, all that kind of stuff. I was stoked for. But man, when they dropped this, I went nuts. Yeah, man, this is uh, like I said, they're they are not pulling any punches this time around They're nope. I guess they figure we missed. Oh, it was it's one year, right? They only missed yep. one year. Oh, only one year. It oh. felt like longer. Oh, geez. It felt like longer. Oh. Um, they figured, you know, we're going to we're going to get everybody we can. And they yeah. are um, man, they are delivering. And I'm so glad we have tickets. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. No joke. So we are super stoked um this is this i'm sure we'll have some great episodes coming out of uh out of that hotel next february um but it's worth noting that the uh discussion panel submissions are now open you've got through september 30th 2021 oh get those in i know that the uh the academic track that they always do are not not always do but they've been doing for the past few years i know for a fact that's happening Okay. Um, so yeah, the 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 annual TARDIS Talks Academic Symposium um, that is definitely happening as well. Uh, Paul Booth and Joy Piedmont running that one again. Um, art show reservations they will open up July fifteenth. Okay. Uh, so if you are the artsy type, um, and it looks like there's a little bit of a dealer's room up. Date. I'm just scanning it really quickly to see if there is anything new. Um, we'll be opening up earlier than prior years, Friday, 10 a.m. Um, and then, yeah, so 10 to 6 on Friday and Saturday, 10 to 4 on Sunday. And I've got a, a long list of the dealers who will be showing up this year, um, or I should say this next year. Yes. <laughs> um, so interestingly enough, uh, due to some layout changes, they've reduced the size of the dealer's room without actually removing any of the dealer tables themselves. Oh boy. Uh, I don't know if that's smart. Yeah. Well, it, well, it will be interesting to see how it is laid out. Um, you know, I'm sure they are acutely aware of traffic flow, uh, and stuff. So that yeah, is, that's true. And they've had two years to think on it. So yes, exactly. Exactly. So, yes, very exciting. Taylor, I mean, before we move on, do you think we mm. should just, instead of trying to get a podcasting panel, should we just do the meetup again? I think the meetup's I, just fun, more so. fun. Yeah, I think that was fun rather than trying to do a panel. Yeah, let's just do that again. I think so, yeah. I totally had that thought. All right, great. So, you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> the second annual podcast meetup. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the um, the folks over at Time Travel TV uh, is actually uh, now that they've kind of uh, finished the compilation of MythMakers interviews uh, featuring the Doctors and their companions, they're now releasing a new 13 DVD collection focusing on the behind the scenes heroes and heroines that brought Doctor Who to life. So each release of these DVDs is going to feature over five hours 
of nostalgia aiming to provide a whole new insight into the making of the series so each of the dvd will be okay here's here's all the william hart no behind the scenes oh. uh, stuff here's all the pertwee here's all you know the bakers and everybody um so they're looking to do 13 releases 13 doctors and i'm sure if a 14th doctor comes along before they're done with the 13 i bet you they'll add one more dvd oh well rumors and innuendo you know what and that that you know, I'm glad you said something because it it's hard not to look at some of the stories. Sometimes I go, mm, do I bother putting that in the news? And then I look and there's literally no substantiation of anything. It's all just clickbaity crap. And yeah. you know what? I'm not going to believe anything until I hear it from the BBC themselves. You know, I mean, I, OK, I just want to say I don't want jody will leave i think it's too soon especially yep, with our agreed. pandemic and shorter seasons and all that stuff but agreed. if there was ever a perfect time to surprise us with a regeneration it would for sure be when they're on a lot of closed sets with not a lot of people mm-hmm. but i digress no that's fair that is fair well the folks over at penguin random house which i guess they've merged at some point i missed that um, and it was probably yeah, quite when, did that, when did that happen? I feel like that actually probably happened a while ago, but um, huh. I guess not during the time that we worked at Barnes Noble together. Absolutely not. We had four return boxes <laughs> for them. Um, <laughs> they are uh, they've announced two new uh, paperbacks uh, for, you know, I guess young adults, adults, and then two new titles for kids. That's why I was trying to figure out how do I phrase this. Um, <laughs> and what's hilarious is that um, the the first two paperbacks we're going to talk about is actually um, merging Doctor Who into iconic literary worlds. Um, so the first one is the Wonderful Doctor of Oz. Okay. Um, and this cover, my God, um, what you see is a swirly green background and you see missy it's very clearly missy and a big witch's hat oh i think i've seen that one yeah if you click on the link the links will be in the show notes folks uh you can check that out and this um yes this is this is going to be fun um and then we've got uh 10 with his uh 3d glasses his sonic screwdriver in armor on a horse it is the legends of camelot <laughs> you know what i i saw that cover on twitter the wonderful mm-hmm. doctor of oz and i thought it was a photoshop and now i'm glad that it's not <laughs> <laughs> well realistically photoshop might have been used in making that but well, it was yes. not a fake photoshop it yes. actually was official exactly and then for the kids we've got the team tardis diaries volume one and two uh paper moon and ghost town uh so for your younger readers uh who are into doctor who you may want to pick these up and it looks like we've got our season 11 and 12 team on board there so we've got our yaz our ryan and graham all aboard love it yep yep always a fan of stuff that gets those younger kids reading. And speaking of young-ish kids, uh, I just saw today that there is actually a um, uh, a teenager who is blind, um, and he is actually raising money to create tactile Doctor Who books. Um, and I thought hey, this was hey, that's really- cool. Yeah, I thought this was a really neat thing. So I wanted to kind of use the news here to kind of boost this. 
Um, and so, yeah, this guy, 19-year-old Lewis Morehouse from Bradford, England, he's already over one-third of the way to raising the necessary funds to make his dream come true of having the world of Doctor Who literally at his fingertips. That's very um, cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the Touch to See books include raised tactile pictures. Whoa. So it's not just Braille which itself obviously is raised. This is, there's a picture of it here in the article. You can kind of see, you know, a, a character on this page and it is, they're almost like, like it would be like 3D printed pages uh, for these books. Um, and I just think it's really cool. And 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 so there is, um, there it is. There's a, a crowdfunder page. I guess that's the UK version of GoFundMe or something. Yeah, I'm looking at um, it right now. Yeah. And I mean, even it's fantastic because there's you can see here, there's um, even Sir Sir Derek Jacoby. Uh, there's a little video um, throwing in his support uh, for this project, which is awesome. So if you are able to help out, if you're in a position to help make this happen, um, follow the link in the show notes. There will be a link to the crowdfunder page and you can help contribute to that. That is very, very cool. And I 100% yeah. hope that happens because I, holy moly, that's really awesome. That is fantastic. That is, there's so many books that should just have that treatment just naturally. Publishing yeah, houses should just be doing this. Um, but hopefully this will help kind of raise that profile of it. And um, and maybe, maybe we'll just get more of that in the future naturally. That's important. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, um, We've got another classic Who story getting the vinyl record treatment. Mm. Um, and this time it will be the first Doctor Adventure, The Myth Makers, the classic 1965 story on vinyl for you vinyl heads out there. And these records oh my look God. amazing. Don't they? I was waiting for you to say that. They are Holy just moly. This like orange record with like magenta and purple splattered on them, and the cover. Oh my! The cover, the in, insert. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it this is. is it is beautiful. If nothing else, yes, uh, that is coming uh, out on the twenty seventh of August, uh, presumably in the UK. Um, <laughs> so no. if you've got friends over there. Yeah, get it. My goodness! Wow. Yeah. And in fact, if anything, you know what, skip over Amazon, follow the link on the article, order straight out of Demon Music Group and see if you can get them shipped to the ship. Oh, to the there US. you go. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Why not? Bezos has enough money. Yes, he does. <laughs> well, we wrap up the news this time around with two uh, very sad pieces of news. One I forgot to throw in the last episode, so we're doing it here. Um, but first... Jackie Lane, who played First Doctor Companion Dodo Chaplet, she has passed away at the age of seventy-nine. Oh, that was so yeah, sad. That was very sad to see. Oh. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, I seem to remember um, Sean Lyon of Gallifrey One saying that there were two two guests that he'd always wanted to get. One was Tom Baker, and he doesn't, you know, travel yes. overseas anymore. And if I'm not mistaken. Jackie Lane doesn't either. Yeah. yeah. Jackie Lane was the other one. Ugh. Yeah. So sad day. Uh, you know, great companion. Very fondly remembered. Absolutely. Yeah. And and the other passing that we have to share, you may have already seen it online, um, but uh, Damaris Heyman, 
she played Miss Hawthorne, the White Witch, uh, in the Damons, has passed away at the age of ninety-one. Oh man, we love the Dame, the Damons. We, That's one of we our absolutely did. We loved that story so much, and we loved her as a yes, character. the so White much. Witch. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So when that popped up, that was just very, very heartbreaking. Um, and yeah, I meant to have it in last episode's show notes and just missed where i had it bookmarked so oh we get to we get to talk about it now absolutely oh well all right now this this episode was picked by um by uh, mr dixon yes yes mr michael nixon himself yes and may i say holy moly (laughs) what a story uh we want this this week we, we watched the rescue Starring William Hartnell as the Doctor, William Russell as Ian, Jacqueline Hill as Barbara, Maureen O'Brien as Vicky. It was written by David Whitaker and directed by Christopher Barry. It first aired January 2nd. Did I say Matt Barry? I don't know. Oh, boy. I think you said Christopher Barry. I hope I did because I, I was like, did I say math? Did I say Matthew Barry? Or do I have another English actor on the brain? Anyways, this first aired January 2nd and 9th, 1965, and is the third story of season two. And we have a slew. Oh my goodness. This counts yeah. as a slew, people, of story notes brought to us by the fine folks over at Tardis Wikia. Yeah, don't ask me how a two-parter has this many story notes, but they were just good ones. And I'm like, mm, now I got to include that one too. Um, <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> this is the first time the Doctor has arrived on a planet other than Earth and claimed to have been there before. Yeah, you know what? I was going to ask that because I, I, didn't, I didn't think we had, um, at least this early on, Yeah, yeah, we had no, gotten is... something. But I thought that was another great storytelling, uh, just a lot of great storytelling. Anyway. Yeah. We will get into that. Uh, the story was originally known as Doctor Who and Tanny, T-A-N-N-I. Um, it was originally intended that the new companion would be named Tanny. Oh. Uh, other names considered for Vicky were Valerie, Millie, and um, I'm going to pronounce it Lucky, L-U-K-K-I. I bet you that's how it's pronounced. I would think so. Um, the name I Tanny mean, was... Go ahead. I mean, Lukey does not sound... No. And it wouldn't make sense with two K's in the name that yeah. if it was one K, then sure. But uh, yeah, anyway, phonics aside, the name Tanny was actually still in use when the following story, the Romans was written. Uh, ultimately, this was worked into the narrative of the Doctor Who universe uh, because in the novel Byzantium, it's revealed that Vicky's mother had considered naming her Tanny before settling on Vicky. Good save, everyone. Yeah, right. <laughs> we worked it in eventually. So in David Whitaker's original draft, there are a few differences from the broadcast version of the story. Um, Bennett was more unkind to Vicky originally, mm. uh, which I don't think he was terribly kind to her in the first place. So yikes. Uh, um, yeah, seriously. Right. Uh, notably, Coquillian uh, had a flashlight device uh, that he used to paralyze Ian upon meeting and interrogating him and Barbara in the first episode. Uh, in this uh, earlier version, he also hypnotized Ian and Barbara and tried to get them to encourage the doctor to come out of the TARDIS. Uh, but the doctor could see this on the TARDIS's scanner and demanded that the teachers be released. In a scuffle, Ian's trance was broken when he was shoved against the TARDIS and Barbara's was broken when she was thrown to the ground. The beginning of 
of the first episode also had Ian confide to Barbara that he was afraid of a time where the doctor would close the TARDIS doors on them and leave like he did with Susan, uh, to which the doctor, having overheard this, replied that there would be a warning if they were to part. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Right? Oh, boy. We'll get into it. We will. We will. Um, I love this next one. The producers wanted Maureen O'Brien to dye her hair black to make her resemble Susan more. Maureen wisely refused and instead suggested the alternative of getting Carol Ann Ford back. Love it. That yes. There you go. That is perfect. Yep. Love that. Yep. Well, why did you get rid of Susan if you want me to look like Susan? <laughs> Oh boy, Vicky's last name is not revealed in the story, nor is it ever mentioned on screen in any future stories. And this places Vicky in the select company of Polly, Mel, and Ace as Earth companions, whose last names are never revealed on screen. Uh, spin-off media have given Vicky the last name of Pallister. Huh. Yep. So no official last name. No official last name, but like I said, spin-off media novels and whatnot yeah. uh, that have come since. She is Vicky Pallister. All right. Um, Coquillian was originally credited as being plagued by Sidney Wilson, a combination of the first name of Sidney Newman and the surname of Donald Wilson, respectively, to preserve the whodunit aspect of the story. This was the first instance of a pseudonym being used in a story to avoid giving away a plot surprise. In Doctor Who or in general? In Doctor Who. Okay. <laughs> I was I'm like, sure other shows have done it before this. I was like, wow, that's crazy. But uh, yeah, we will talk about that in, in great length. Yeah. Love, love it. That's I didn't even notice that. That's great. Yeah. Um, so episode two of the story, which is called Desperate Measures, was the first episode of Doctor Who to make the UK's top 10 most watched programs list. Fair. 100% yeah. fair. That's great. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, first episode, The Powerful Enemy, boasts the first occasion on which a sound effect is laid over footage of the TARDIS rematerializing. Oh. Before this, exterior shots of the TARDIS landing had implied that the ship had appeared soundlessly in a new environment. Although the precise sound of rematerialization with that distinctive final thud wouldn't be finalized until the three doctors. Oh, wow. Yeah. This was the start of an important convention of the TARDIS because people on the outside can hear it coming and going without this innovation. The teaser from the Christmas invasion, for example, in which Jackie and Mickey respond solely to the sound of the TARDIS would not have been possible. Very true. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Um, and lastly, this time, um, and I, I love this. This is just a sweet note. I had to throw it in here. There was a happy atmosphere among the cast, including a picnic in William Hartnell's dressing room, because oh. why not? Yeah, why not? And uh, after Ray Barrett, he he played Bennett, uh, fell asleep in the studio, the cast and crew left and switched off the lights to make him believe that he'd slept all night. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's great. Gotta love a good prank and a squeaky chair. It's a, uh, nice, it's a nice prank. It's not like it, a, oh, a yeah, it mean, is. St- mean-spirited one. Not at all. Not at all. I'm sure it was hilarious. All right, Taylor, before we get fully into it, you have a world-famous synopsis, so take it away. Indeed I do. The Doctor, Ian, and Barbara land on Dido. Not the singer. Don't worry, she's fine. Only to be instantly separated after discovering a crashed rocket ship on the planet's surface. But a slightly menacing figure named Coquillian is keeping crash survivors Vicky and Bennett confined to the rocket. The Doctor, however, having been to Dido before, finds things mm, aren't as they ought to be. 
Can he uncover the rather delightful twist at the end of the story? Can Barbara manage to not point the flare gun at herself? And can we get a moment of silence for Sandy? It's time for the rescue. Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> Taylor. Yes. What 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 did you think? Overall feelings? Um, I, I will say this. It's it's been really nice to get back to Classic Who. Mm-hmm. Um, Classic Who is just a, a nice, cozy, cuddly blanket for me, which maybe in summertime is not the best analogy. No, um, I, I needed this. You know, um, and and Michael was right. This is a great little story that is absolutely solid enough on its own. It has got a great twist. Um, I can I can just about pinpoint the spot in episode two where I went, oh, I think I know (laughs) what's going to happen. And it it was fairly late in the game. And that's great. Oh yeah, I had same. I had no no idea, which was great. Um, I will also agree. Um, this was a great little story, a great little reintroduction because we've kind of been watching um, current Who. Yeah, it was nice to get in with a with a nice strange two part first Doctor, which is just like I think they're very rare. Um, they are. I can only think of one other one off the top of my head, and I'm not. I'm not sure if we've watched that. We might have. I'm not sure. We're not. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, this was great. Great twist. Mm-hmm. Um, I also thought we're, we'll get into Vicky's introduction in a second here, but I thought it was you know a good way to introduce a new character. And yeah, um, yeah very good mystery. Lots of cool stuff going on here. Um, so how did we feel about Vicky's introduction into the show? You know, I I thought I honestly I I, I thought on the whole it was fine. But there's there's something about like how she was playing Vicky where it's like like early on in the first episode, she's like, oh, my gosh, uh, uh, the rescue ship has landed. And she's saying this with like like literally no proof. Right. She's just she's just excited. Yeah. Now that, yeah. that that, of course, you're stranded. You know, you're you're hoping for rescue. I get that. Um, but there are like moments in the story where, where Vicky like snaps and she gets really like angry mm-hmm. and defensive, um, which, which is fine if it, if it kind of fits with the character that we know up to this point, but all, all the rest of the time she's, she's trying to be positive. She's, you know, um, trying to, trying to just, do nice things and take care of Bennett who mm-hmm. is, you know, bedridden um, for the most part. Yes. And, and so most of the time she seems just kind of fairly balanced given the situations, but there are certain times where like, she'll have a reaction to like something Barbara does um, or, or like the whole uh, TARDIS team. Um, and, and it's, and it's like, everything was fine before you guys came along and I was like, wow, where is this coming from? And I'm like, what am I to make of her right now? And then, and then, you know, later on, like when the doctor is trying to console Vicky, um, it, and we'll talk about why, um, it, it, you know, it kind of, and this is, again, this is, this is my 21st century sensibilities looking at something that is, you know, uh, bordering 60 years old at this rate, yeah, yes. um, you know, 55 years old, I should say, you know, and, and, and so there are some sensibilities where I'm just like, Oh, doctor, I feel like you're kind of like, you know, glossing over 
you know, her actual feelings here. And yeah, I mean, uh, we'll just get, let's get into it. Uh, we okay. have, we have a paper shave monster, uh, <laughs> that is a giant rock lobster. All I yeah. could hear was the B-52s in my head. Yeah, basically. Um, and this, this little, uh, paper mache monster, I, I guess, um, Vicky feeds it. Yes. And named it. She, she also named it, and um, you know, um, Barbara murders it with a gun. Um, and <laughs> That's, it, I like how just how blunt and to the point you are. It's it's not Barbara thought that Vicky was in danger. This creature was coming out of a cave, so she grabbed the only the only important thing to Vicky on this ship, the flare gun. Yes, and shot it with a flare. And, and shot it with a flare. Uh, and then it proceeds to make the, as I put it, the saddest noise in the history of sound. Um, yes. Which, if we had the soundboard, you would hear it right now. But through the magic of editing, you're going to hear it right, right now. now. And it's just so sad. <laughs> It, it is. And, and I, I, I would love to know, like, what's the story behind the making of that sound? Because I almost think that, like, somebody is, like, wailing into, like, an oscillator. Yeah, it's um, it's something else. Or, like, well, piping I mean, whale uh, song through. Yeah. You know, ah. A synthesizer. It is. It is. It is a sound that I, I don't <laughs> want to hear anymore. But, like, okay. I do, I do love that, like, basically she's upset about it and everyone's like, cheer up. Who cares about your only friend besides Bennett? Who cares? Right. You know, <laughs> he was a monster. And I'm like, that's basically like her space dog that you murdered. Exactly. And and if folks, if you if you when you go to watch this episode, it, it's great because you can very clearly tell that it is a person, you know, yeah. using their their hands and their arms as the as the front legs like dragging themselves along you know like their legs are bound and so it's this oh, kind boy. of oh man it's, it's fantastic it's i it's, really yeah i want fred schneider to sing a song about this creature <laughs> i will say I, I mean despite that part where they're all like <laughs> who cares um the doctor i think there was a nice little conversation between between him and vicky um, it might have been before that. I can't remember. It was somewhere in the in the area of this mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, where he, you know, tries to comfort her. And then we also get the nice little scene with um, with Barbara and Ian where they're like, oh, by the way, uh, we can travel through time and space. We're f we're from 1963. And they're like, and she's like, yes. you're like 500 and something. Yes. OK, that scene was really cute. That scene was fun. Yeah. And, and and even just like Barbara's reaction, she's like she kind of almost like starts to crack up. She's like, uh, "Yeah, I guess I am." Yeah, you know. And it was like 1963. They didn't know anything back in 1963. And Ian's like, "Well, now hang on, wait a second. That was funny. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that was cute. I liked that a lot. Um, and it just it kind of helps just establish. I mean, we're so used to, you know, looking at our characters, even even if they are from different times. I mean, like even like I think about like the second doctor and Jamie plus any oh other companion goodness. they had. Yes. And OK, yes. You know, I remember that Jamie is from like the 16 or 1700s. I think it's the 1700s. Yeah. Um, 
And then, you know, here's, say, Zoe, who's from like the 22nd century or something or 21st century. And and you get them interacting in an episode and you don't always remember. Oh, yeah. These people are from like centuries apart. Yeah. So it's kind of nice to have this 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 little scene. It's light. It's fun. And it's like, oh, I'm from like 24, whatever she said. And you guys are from 1963. And how could that possibly be? You guys didn't have time travel then. <laughs> yeah. Which seems to imply that they have it now. Yeah. Um, I guess. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. But I mean, overall, I thought it, you know, it was a nice little introduction to this character who is now um, who is now going on adventures with us. And uh, obviously their first adventure, uh, the TARDIS falls off the edge of a cliff yes. uh, into our next episode. But yeah, which honestly is kind of crazy. I'm not used to that. You know, you get it's not just like, you know, oh, we're leaving. Roll credits. You know, it's oh, we're leaving. We're arriving. Something happens yes. now. Roll credits. It's like, oh, okay, that's yes. that's different. Um, and uh, let's uh, get an RIP in the chat for uh, yes. for Sandy. Uh, Press um, F to pay respects. Yes, we hardly knew the. <laughs> um, another thing that we we have to talk about is is this incredible twist. Yes, which is just un unbelievable. I thought it was it was very well done. I did not see it coming. I legitimately thought up until the doctor said um, that what Bennett was wearing was ceremor- ceremonial garb or something like that. Um. Oh, what did he that, say? Because exactly then I went, armor. oh, it's armor. I thought that's what this person actually looked like. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I see what you're saying. Yeah. 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 We got Scooby Dude. <laughs> we we totally did. Yeah. And he would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for that meddling doctor and his kids. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Nicely done. Um. Thank you. Uh. Love this twist. Love that we have a man who who murdered Vicky's uh, dad. Yeah. And they crashed, but they have not reported the murder back to earth. It was just very well, like a very good reveal. I really enjoyed Mm it. Um, And yeah, I did not see it. I did not see it coming up until the point where he mentions the, you, you shouldn't be bearing that garb just around willy nilly. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, Oh my God, he was just, it was him the whole time. Yeah. That's that's exactly the reaction you have, and it's fantastic. And I, I just it 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 really really is well done. Like watching it a second time and knowing the twist, and yeah, you know, I I because I watched it again real quickly, you know, during lunch today because it's just two episodes, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's Bennett. Ooh, okay, yeah, now I see. Okay, you know, kind of just how it all kind of fits together. But but catching it that first time where you get that reveal, it's it just this was. This is a fantastic whodunit. Like they put this together so well and kept like any possible hints. Oh yeah. Just off the table. Every every um every alibi was plausible up until it was exposed. Oh, absolutely. And then, you know, I I look back and go, "Oh, when when Coquillian went into into Bennett's room, but we never saw Bennett." Right. And I went, "That's the and then Bennett comes out." Yep. And it's just like, oh my goodness, there's just so much good stuff here. I do have one question. Hmm. Did he come up with the name Coquillian? I don't know. Or was that 
the name of one of the people he murdered? Um, I I think either one is plausible, but I I think I think um, Vicky was also at this kind of uh, we'll call it a reception. Yes, for lack of a better term, am I right? I would assume so. Okay, because um, I I think that's what she says. Um, so if, if, if we assume that she was there, um, and then for whatever reason, uh, you know, wasn't murdered with everyone else again, for whatever reason, yeah, then she may have seen somebody by that name and he adopted it. Yeah. I mean, despite this being like a really good whodunit, there are some like questionable things that don't get answered and don't get me wrong. I don't think this needed to be any longer than it was. Right. I think it was a very tight story. I don't think we needed like an episode three or four, but there there was some stuff that I, I just didn't, I didn't really get. Um, like the two dudes who randomly lived are just there all of a sudden. Yes, that that does. kind. Of, I, I feel like that does kind of come out of nowhere. Yeah, the, the ending of Bennett is very um, is very abrupt, which is fine. But he he falls to his death from a door that he just came out of, which mm-hmm. doesn't really make sense to me. Well, yeah. And they're in this they're in this like hall. Oh yeah. And I loved I loved how it looked. I loved the music that we got. We got a really great shot of when um I think when Coquillian Oh no, where is it? I know I had it. Oh there it is. Yeah, Coquillian comes behind the doctor. And these these sets were really well done. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. them. Um especially this one. It was like I I dare I call it an altar. Yeah, I mean it's kind of what it looked like. Very very cool. Very cool stuff. Um there was another set piece just while we're talking about sets that I thought was really cool. And it was at the epi- end of episode one where we have Ian and the doctor and they are um, swords come out of the wall. Yes, and... they're uh, we're, we're, we're creeping along another ledge in another first doctor story. Yeah. And this is when Sandy. Yes. And this is when Sandy is um, is down below. And also, yes. I did love that they were like, oh, doctor, look out for that edge. And it's like, what edge? They're, they're fine. Like, yeah. Anyway. Um, yes, I know exactly what part you're talking about. And it's kind of funny because they talk about, you know, it, it's all kind of a, a close up in the sense that you can only kind of pretty much see them from like the, the, the feet or the ankles up. Yes. You know, and they're on this they're on this ledge and it's getting narrow and oh it's so far down and then they do this like this composite wide shot so they can show sandy down there and it looks like it's maybe like a 10 or 12 foot drop <laughs> yeah it does not does it's, not look it, that far no not at all i'm like mm, i mean okay yeah i'd probably hurt myself falling from, from oh no that. you you I would hurt would. you would hurt yourself and sandy would eat you that is for sure yes. you would need some time to recover because i don't have a flare gun on me there you go <laughs> um but i did love that the the set piece that the sword was coming out of was basically sandy's face yeah i thought that was just a really nice little touch it's like oh uh what's this monster oh i fell because of these swords oh there's the monster now i'm dead <laughs> it's it was yeah it's a neat little piece this little like oh the swords have come out and now here's these other ones that are going to push you off the edge yeah. Um, and and the, but then he manages to like use his coat. They must not be the most sharp swords ever. No, you know, no. maybe they've dulled with time. I don't know. But he's able to basically uh, 
Just put his yeah, put his put, put his over. coat over it and like swing around them. Yeah, uh, without falling off. That's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, um, just hilarious. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of some other things in this that. Um, oh, you know what? Let's talk. I want to talk briefly about the scene where the doctor asks Susan to do something. Oh yes. And um, I had to go back because I, I did, yeah, I didn't know, but um, it was Susan's last episode, the episode before this. Correct. So um, I, I thought it was a very nice scene up until a point where Barbara goes, I could do it. And he, she pulls a lever and the doctor's like, oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. Very good. And I'm like, she just pulled the lever. Like, you don't <laughs> like, like, stop patronizing her. Yeah, right. Like it seemed just like very of the times. Like, oh my goodness, my dear, I can't believe you you counted to four and pulled the lever. <laughs> I have to say, your first doctor impression is improving. Thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, it 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 that whole part there. It's like as soon as he goes, oh Susan, and everybody kind of goes, uh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, about that. But the doctor, man, the doctor just wants a nap. Yeah, that was another like weird aspect of this. Is just very like, much so. I, I'm like, is this gonna play off like his toothache did? I, I don't know. Is it like this? He's just really sleepy this whole time. Yeah. And I just wonder yeah. if that's him emotionally dealing with uh, Susan leaving. It, I mean, it could be. It certainly could be. I mean, they they did just get through like a Dalek story, so he could be tired from that too. Oh yeah, absolutely get tired from that. Um. Let's also, I mean, I, I feel like we're kind of jumping around at this point, just remembering stuff. But um, uh, Coquillian, um, when, uh, I guess, interrogating Barbara, um, ends up pushing her off a cliff. You can trust me and pushes her immediately off a cliff. Yep. Uh, and it's, I don't know, falling, quote unquote, falling off cliffs back in the 60s always looked a little entertaining because they're kind of going, okay, the crash mat's right there. Okay. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Um, but directorially, after that, when we next um, see Barbara on the ground, snuggled up to a branch, you know, we just get this shadow of a figure over her. And so you kind of go, oh, no, Coquillian's uh, got her. And it's not. It's Vicky. Vicky's come to, like, save her. Yeah. And, and bury her under blankets. <laughs> many blankets. Many, many blankets. Oh, my goodness. Um so Coquillian, let's talk about this costume for, for oh, a minute here. Man. Because uh, like I said, I thought that's what this alien looked like. But apparently right. the aliens on here just look like, you know, just they look hey, they look just like you and me. They're very peopley. Yeah, they're very peopley and they don't talk and they make people fall off of cliffs that appear and then they just rip out transmissions. Um, which you come on that rescue ship's gonna land like that's well, just gonna be like well n- yeah i mean i thought that was also like they basically just those those rescue people are gonna die <laughs> like they're going to die very possibly yeah but anyway killian i loved this outfit it was like a weird like i don't even art, know I'm art looking deco at the, the right way no that's definitely not art deco what is Art Deco? My goodness. Um, Art, Art Deco is that 1930s kind of like oh, streamlined lines. Yeah, no, no. This is like the antithesis <laughs> it's of like, Art Deco. It's very steampunky. Um, this looks like something that like, you know, a, a three or four year old would craft out of clay. 
this I this looks like something I saw at a weird Las Vegas car show. Like it, this would be the hood ornament that like breathed, <laughs> that had fire coming out of its mouth. That's what it looks uh, like. But like on a rat rod. Yes. Right. Yes. Somebody, somebody had found a bunch of things like like the eye stocks there are like valve stems and just welded everything together. Yeah, basically. Okay. <laughs> that I can run with that. I can run with it. It is it is one of the weirdest weirdest outfits i think i have ever seen on doctor who and i would love to know the story about just what inspired them to go hey let's make it look like this yeah i mean it 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 is one of the weirder ones i will say uh i don't think anything tops what uh bennett was wearing which i which i will liken to um a person that has gotten drunk at a party and it's like, hey, man, do you have like a sweater or something? It's super cold out. I, I have to walk home because in this scenario, this person knows they're drunk and they want to walk home. Um, don't drink a drink. Don't drink a drive, kids. And, there you go. PSA and, from podcast. And he just he he, you know, the party's at a house that has just like all girls. And he just like is like, oh, I guess this this jacket will do. And it's like a half jacket. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Cause I'm looking at this picture and I'm like, it looks like he's trying to wear like a modernized version of one of those, like, you know, crop top jackets that uh, matadors wear. Yes. There it's, you it's go. Very short. It's literally from the breastbone up. He's dressed like a matador. And, That's I like that. But he doesn't have like the, the epaulets or the cool no, hat or anything. But you know, I mean, not. otherwise the jacket cut is that same kind of cut. That that makes perfect sense. <laughs> I love. I'm it. glad something I'm saying tonight is making perfect sense. That's good. Everything's making perfect sense. Well, alrighty then. <laughs> oh boy, this is yeah. This is I mean, this is really such a good story. But then we also get stuff like you know, like not just the fact that like Barbara kills Sandy and. Vicky's distraught over it, but but that the realization that Bennett killed Vicky's dad. Yeah, man. And now she's effectively, you know, at the end of the story, stranded on this planet. Um, and the doctor's like, "Well, we'll just come with us." Yeah. But there's there's really there's not a lot of processing of the fact of, you know, my dad's dead. Yeah. We're now just... I know not just that because I guess she's kind of had some time to process process that because it's just Bennett and Vicky but now it's the processing of oh I've been with the murderer this whole time yeah which is just like holy crap that yeah is, that's a whole nother thing so while she she may have you know yeah processed uh her father's passing she, for sure uh this is a new uh wrinkle to that story correct yeah I, w- I would just like to state that Henson has uh, is now trying to lick the inside of my mouth. He is sitting at the table with me. <laughs> Hi, Henson. He's like, what is going on over here? Please He's like, come. Dad, come I have things to say about the rescue. He might. Uh, he's getting dangerously close to keyboards and stuff. So I'm trying to hold him back. <laughs> I think he's he's feeling a little left out here. You're okay, bro. Well, I tell you this, I, 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 I do like, um, I do like Vicky's whole bigger on the inside scene. Oh, that was great. I, yeah. I thought that I thought the invite scene was great. Mm-hmm. 
And I thought her going into the TARDIS was just as great. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. It was very, very cool. And then, of course, like I said earlier, uh, tumbling down a cliff in your first adventure. Yes, exactly. Welcome to the TARDIS. We don't know how to park it. No, we have we have no clue. No idea. <sighs> All right. Do we have anything uh, else to say before I uh, hit these buttons that I don't have in front of me? <laughs> we hit these buttons, meaning Taylor, please edit this in and post. Yes. Uh, uh, no, go ahead. Hit hit that beautiful bean footage. I mean, button. There we go. I've got all the machinery I need. Stand back. It's time for the All right. So, Duggan Scale, uh, what yeah. did we have here? We had, uh, well, of course, we had the death of Sandy. Yes. Um, we had these these brooding men uh, go into the down spaceship and just start ripping out um, communication devices. They also right. uh, had a man. He fell to his death. Yep. Um, what else? We, we had the, oh, the, the at least the threat of swords coming out of the wall. We did. We also had um, Coquillian's uh, Jafar sta- uh, staff that he oh. used to. Um, to yes, his, his sonic wrench. Yes, he used to um, cause a cave-in. Yep. Um, hmm. I'm going to go with a, with a four, solid four. Okay. I think I think I'm very much kind of in that same range. We didn't necessarily get like maybe proper fisticuffs. No, but, but we, I... we did have some. We did have some action. We did have some um, unusual action, right? Yes. Death by flare gun. Yes. Um, stuff think, like that. I think the barging in to uh, the the spaceship and the destruction of yes. things that kind of raises the the rate. I, I I agree. That is a a much more Duggan esque move. Abs- absolutely. I, and you know what? I I have to say. I have to say. I just have to take a moment because a while ago on Twitter, um, Big Finish had asked a question, um, and I don't actually remember what the question was at this point but my response was like we need we need more duggan adventures i think it was basically like what you know like what ancillary character needs yes. a spinoff and i was like well duggan obviously we need duggan adventures and somebody like some other twitter user i literally saved the picture on my phone like quickly mocked up like a time war cover um for duggan and oh and, and, and made made the war duggan Um, and it was i just i was over the moon i just thought it was the coolest thing ever did you reply to that on podcast or um i no on my personal account okay on on blue box ufo please Um, please share that with me i will i i'll i'll share that with you after we're done because it is it's just amazing love it that is yeah that is always great had to share that. All right, I'm gonna send uh, Henson behind this couch, and he, he's gonna let us know what what it says. All right, sounds good. Gathering close, it's time for the behind the couch scare. <laughs> All right, Taylor. Uh, All right. Henson can't talk because he's a dog. I forgot. Oh so. shoot. That's just, right, but there's probably some toys back there too, right? There, yes, there there was some toys and some treats which he is being fed, so he does not bark at anything. <laughs> nice. Um, honestly, the story really isn't scary at all. Uh, the creatures are 
goofy looking and really at the end of the day not threatening um if if anything it is a bit camp um and honestly being a two-parter it's a great length for younger viewers oh absolutely um so i i would go so far as to say you know what if if you've got a kid who can handle something that's black and white (laughs) yes uh, because sometimes that's an issue with kids um this this would actually probably be a pretty fun story to watch see if maybe they catch when the twist uh yeah can kind of clue into what's going on absolutely yeah definitely all right taylor i believe um because i i don't know what's up or down i believe it is your decision <laughs> next time so what are we watching we are going to watch the fourth doctor story the sun makers uh this one starring tom baker as the doctor louise jameson as leela it's one written by robert holmes and directed by the amazingly named pennant roberts excellent I am excited. Yeah, this is this is kind of one of those stories that is, um, you know, people say, oh, Doctor Who's gotten too political these days and stuff. And it's like, no, 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 no. Go, <laughs> go watch the Sunmakers. Yes. Go watch the Sunmakers. We'll talk about it. <laughs> Love it. Love it. All right. Well, until then, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at the Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter at BlueBoxUFO. Uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and also SoundCloud. Just search for Podcastica, rate and review us as well. And um, before I do the rest of the plugs, um, Taylor, I forgot, coming up soon here, we've got a new yes. All Night. Tell yeah. the people about it. Thursday, July 1st, uh, we'll be dropping the new episode of All Night with the Living Geeks, where we talk about the Kelly Hopkinsville Goblins. I am very excited to listen to that. I actually uh, have two episodes to listen to now. I think, holy moly. Yeah, dude, we got to get you caught up because I tell you what, uh, I, will, I, will, I won't spoil it here, but I will tease it. Uh, Seb finds information that I think we both believe may be connected to this incident uh, that I had never heard of or considered before. Plus it involves Jackie Gleason. Uh, did you pass that information along uh, to the, pro- the proper authorities? Uh, the, the no. Kentucky goblins? No. Uh, oh, well, I don't actually think that it would change anything in terms of that case. Gotcha. Um, but the number of um, alien stories where the creatures have kind of large kind of Dobby ish ears is very few. Mm. So he makes a connection that I would not have considered otherwise. And he makes a good case for it. Oh boy. So I'll there put you it go. That way. There's a little teaser for there's for a teaser that. Thursday morning. Watch for it. Amazing. Uh, shop.spreadshirt.com slash NOTLG and patreon.com slash NOTLG. Uh, if you want some of our merch, go to the Spreadshirt. If you want to donate to us monetarily, uh, head to the Patreon. Yes, uh, please. I mean, I know things are, are pretty open right now, but uh, I mean, also just, you know, uh, your local shops have probably opened back up and you should support them still. So uh, do that any way you can. But hopefully, uh, you know, by giving them some of your monies. Yep. Um, oh, all right. So that is it for us this week. Join us again next time when we talk about the Sunmakers. And we'll see you guys then. See ya. See ya.
I'll insert it here. 